Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Lifelong. It's Heidi here. You probably know who I am at this point, but I'm a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, and I'm super passionate about non-toxic living and longevity. Thank you so much for being here. And if you can do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to Lifelong Podcast and give us a follow over on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod, as well as my other business account, which is at Holistic with Heidi. If you follow along on these accounts, you'll just be able to stay super informed and you'll get to access lots more free content that's going to level up your health and just better your life. So yeah, I'm super, super pumped for today's episode because I'm bringing on a guest. She is one of the first people slash friends I made in the wellness industry. Um, We're going to share a little bit about how we got connected, but I'm sure a lot of you have heard of her. Her name is Alicia Errett, also known as Purely Pope on Instagram. She's a holistic health coach, a Pilates trainer, and the host of the Purely Podcast, which, by the way, I was featured on. That was episode number 35 of the Purely Podcast, which is linked in the show notes. But I love today's episode because we go into all things mindset and movement, and Alicia's story is very compelling. And like I said, she is one of the honestly most articulate, smart, kindest people in the wellness space. And I'm so thrilled to really be bringing her on today. I'm so excited about her new platform, Purely You, which features motivational health coaching and body loving Pilates. But I don't want to give away all the details. I want you to just tune in, maybe grab out a notepad and a pen because Alicia is dropping some knowledge bombs. So with that, please join me in welcoming Alicia Errett. Hello, Alicia. It's only been three years since we've seen each other in person. I know. So crazy. We need to change that soon. (laughs) We do. We really do. Um, For those that that don't know, Alicia and I were introduced in the holistic wellness space a few years ago. Yeah. And I have totally just like loved watching the evolution of you and your brand and Purely Pope and the Purely Podcast. And you're really just such a well-rounded wellness professional who I really look up to, like both on the wellness side and the business side of things. I definitely like see you as a major inspiration. But on that note, like how did you get into this world? Share your story a bit. So, so much. Um, I know. And it is so crazy because I also feel the exact same about you. It's been so fun to watch, like from when we met to where you're at now and everything that you're doing, it's been really, really great to watch you evolve and grow and all that. So thank you so much. And likewise, (laughs) but in terms of getting involved in the wellness world, um, I think I'll do long story short, and then we can kind of dive in deeper anywhere we'd like to, but in my late twenties, I just really started to want to prioritize and take care of myself. I had this kind of like wake up aha moment that I was 
really living my life in terms of pleasing other people and not really pleasing myself. And I realized that I was looking a lot for external validation outside of, instead of the internal validation. And so when I started to do that, I started to, you know, get really back into the wellness space. My mom had always been like really into wellness and cooking and things like that. So it had always Mm. been a part of my life, but of course too, in the time that we grew up, it's like, that was things where it was like Weight Watchers and special K diet. And, you know, there was always like a new thing. So I was always looking at all those things, but, um, she was always really interested in all the wellness space. So I kind of always had a secondhand view of everything through her. And in my late twenties, I started to get really, really interested in it and wanting to dive into it more. And I was in the corporate event space and I got to a point at work where I was like, I just don't even want to attend any of these events that I'm planning. And if anybody has ever been in an event planning space, like that's not like a fun place to be. If you're like, if you're at work and all you can think about is other things. And for me, that was wellness. It was like, I want to be reading these blogs. I want to be researching these like recipes or ingredients or all these new things. And so eventually I was able to shift from doing corporate events to wellness events. And around the same time, I also started to share like my health and wellness journey on social media. And actually my now husband, Nick was the one that encouraged me to reignite my blog. Cause I actually had a blog in college and he was like, he was like, why don't you start sharing about this again? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because all of my friends would be asking, you know, like, what are you making for lunches this week? Or like, what workouts are you doing? Or like, can you tell me like what workouts I should do at the gym? Things like that. And I loved it. And I loved sharing with them. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start sharing. And as it kind of grew a little bit, I decided I really wanted some more validity behind it. And I found out about health coaching and the Institute of Integrative Nutrition And I wanted to become a health coach. And I was like, you know what? I would really love to work with people one-on-one. I would love to learn more about this because like I mentioned, I was in my later twenties. So I had already done, I'd done like communications. I had absolutely no idea I'd ever wanted to do anything in health when I was going to college. And I was like, there's no way I'm going fully (laughs) back to school, but I learned Mm -hmm. about this health coaching and it sounded amazing. And even just going through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, that was really transformative for me in my health journey because they introduced this concept of bio-individuality and everybody being completely different and needing something different. And that was a new lens for me to look at my health from as well. So I started sharing that. And of course my message shifted as I've changed and grown, you know, it's like, I've been through like crazy diets. I've been through like restrictive periods of my life that I have shared on social media. And now I'm at a place where I'm sharing intuitive eating, intuitive living, intuitive movement, and the Pilates entered. It had always been something that I was really, really interested in. And I loved it. I've been doing Pilates for probably seven years now. And Pilates is, I found intuitive movement before I found intuitive eating and Pilates was what really introduced that to me, um, which was awesome. And it had always been something that I wanted to do, but of course it's a big investment to become a trainer. And so eventually I was able to do that. And and I was Mm -hmm. at a place in my business, my life where I was able to do it. And it's like one of the best things I've done. So that's kind of like long story short, a little bit of how I got into the wellness world and how things have evolved and all that good stuff. I love it. Thank you for sharing. And I actually didn't even know that about you with the Pilates. Obviously, I know that you're doing Pilates now and you're certified, but 
I didn't realize that that was such a key part of your wellness story. Mm-hmm. And also like that intuitive movement aspect before yeah. intuitive eating. That's, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to, and this is another part of your story, which I would love to go deeper into. And that is the mindset work. And I know mindset is super, super important to you. And it seems that over the years, you've really um, developed a super healthy mindset and have cleared some blockages and things like that. Since Lifelong is a show about toxins, I figured, why don't we talk about a toxin that everyone is facing or has faced? And that Mm -hmm. is our own mind. Yeah. What were your steps to tackling that? Yeah, totally. I love that you said that, that it's, it's something that everybody deals with. And I think it's something that we constantly have to work on. I once heard somebody say that, like, you have to think about your mind, like a muscle and you wouldn't expect to go to not go to the gym and get, you know, bigger muscles or something. If you were, if you had a goal of getting stronger, you wouldn't expect to get stronger without moving your body and exercising things like that. And you have to think about the same thing with your mind, that your mind isn't going to get stronger if you don't spend the time to strengthen it. And so I've gotten to a point in my life over the past probably three years where mindset has been at the forefront of my health and wellness philosophy of really working on my mind, strengthening my mind, putting time into that. And I've gotten to the point where if I have to choose between like moving my body or doing something for my mindset, unless they're like one and the same, because a lot of times they can Mm -hmm. be one and the same too. I usually will choose to do something for my mindset because it has made such a big difference in my life. And like I said, mindset shifts have become the pillar of everything that has improved in my life and my health. So when I think about mindset, I kind of think about it in two separate areas. So one for like my soul really. And that is, I kind of touched on this when I was talking about how I got into the wellness space, but forever, I was such a people pleaser. And I was focused on, again, that external validation versus getting what I needed from myself. And I had to recognize that in myself and know that like, how could somebody else love me if I wasn't loving myself, if I wasn't showing up for myself. And when I realized, I realized that after getting out of like a toxic relationship and I realized I was like, okay, I need to give myself what I need because those external things can be taken away so easily. And when it comes to disappointing somebody else or disappointing myself, I have to choose to disappoint somebody else. And also I realized that I was saying yes to things because I thought other people wanted me to say yes to things, but really like I wasn't wanting to do them. And it had absolutely nothing to do with like people that were asking me to do the things that had to do with me. Right. It had to do with me and like how I thought that they were going to change. So that was just something that was like kind of like an awakening moment for me and an aha moment for me. And that's where I was like, okay, this is when I really need to start prioritizing myself and taking care of myself and doing what is going to make me feel good. So that's what I would say in like the soul piece of it. Um, and then also with like the body piece, I think again, the mindset shifts have been so, so huge for me. So 
I used to have like with exercise, I mentioned when I found Pilates, that's really when my relationship with exercise and where I found intuitive movement changed forever. I thought that I had to move because I should, right. Or Mm -hmm. I had to move in a certain way because I wanted to change my body or because I hated my body or because I ate something or, you know, I have to go and like spend hours in the gym or it has to be hard or it has to like not be comfortable or if it, or it's not like worth it. Right. Or it's not mm-hmm. doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I always thought about it in that way. And also focusing on like the shoulds and the external. And so now I've really started to change. And I think one of the tools that I, I teach with my clients all the times that helped me was just like, simply just start to changing, change your language. And if you catch yourself saying like a should then adjust that because those shoulds are basically like all of the outside noise, right. And all the outside like expectations and things like that. Whereas I realized I was going to like these hit workouts that I had such anxiety before going to. And then I felt super depleted for the rest of the day. Mm, and so when I, yeah. So mm-hmm. like when I started to focus on how I felt instead of, oh, it has to look this way or it has to be that way, that was really big for me. And one thing that I did in changing my language is I changed, I usually don't say the word like workout or exercise. I now use the word movement. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because for me personally, and I find for a lot of my clients as well, they attach and like we, a lot of us do attach to like what society's expectations of how exercise or a workout should look or should feel, or it should be this length or it should be this hard or whatever it is. And when I started using the word movement, I was like, well, that could be a five minute walk. It could be five minutes of Pilates. It could be, you know, like me walking around my house, whatever it is. If I move my body every day, then I'm doing something really great for myself, for my body, for my mind and focusing on that feeling rather than like, Oh, what I should do. So that was really huge for like the body piece. And also the other thing with the mindset with my body was diet culture. So that was something where it's like for so long, I was focused on being smaller. I was focused on eating less. I was focused on what I can't eat, what was bad, et cetera, where now I really focus on, and this is what I coach with my clients as well, because it's something that helped me so much much is an addition mindset. So, cause I think that having the education behind like the food that you're eating and what you're putting in your body and how you can balance your blood sugar and things like that and how the body works, I think that's so empowering, but I also think there needs to be a balance as well with, okay, but we're also having a really healthy relationship with food and we're not obsessing over it because that's a place that I was, that wasn't great. And I think that your body really does adapt to the energy that you have around certain foods as well. And it changes how your body processes the foods too. So instead of that, I was focusing on, okay, like what can I eat? That's going to make me feel really good. And yes, I want to have like the proteins and the greens and the fats and the carbs, but also like, what else do I want on my plate? Like, and what, you know, Mm. so focusing on that, like abundance mindset. So really overall to kind of like sum it all up with all of those different pieces of like getting rid of that toxic mindset. It's really focusing on that shifting from a lack mentality to an abundance mentality and also rooting to self-love being like the core practice of everything that I do of showing my body love and like accepting it and things like that. So I think that shifting from that like negative or lack mentality and shifting into that abundance mentality is really the thing that 
helped me so much. And of course we can like dive into a lot of different tools and things. I know I mentioned, like, I think language is a huge one, but I was, my next question was about like tips and tools, which you already are going into as far as like ones that worked for you. But if you have any other ones that you want to like finish off your list and share with the audience, go right ahead. Yeah, for sure. So I think language is a huge one. So one thing that I mentioned to my, um, to my clients as well, especially when we're working through like body image and self-acceptance, self-love is simply stop saying the things out loud. Right. So, and I think it really helps if you have like a roommate or a family member or significant other that you have around that can kind of hold you accountable to this. Like Nick and I try to do this for each other because I, I, I went, I went on a retreat once I planned a retreat with Kelsey Wells when I was at Hello, Hello Wellness. And she mentioned that her and her husband, if they ever say anything negative about themselves, like they would call each other out and they would be like, you need to say three positive things or three neutral things or whatever, like about yourself. Like you're talking about my wife or you're talking about my husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Nick and I try to do that. So like, I think having an accountability partner where that will call you out if you're saying something negative, Mm -hmm. or if you're saying something that like, isn't, isn't in that abundance mentality that isn't going to help you because our mind believes whatever we tell it. So I think that was like one of the really big things that I had to learn in my journey that I was like, okay, our mind is really, really powerful. Mm. So the words that we say, we believe it's similar to, there's this psychologist that I really love listening to on podcasts. Her name is Marissa Peer. And Mm. I heard her, I think once on Lewis Howe's podcast and she used a paddleboard example. And she's like, think about it. Like when you're paddleboarding, if you're saying, I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. (laughs) You're going to fall, right? Because all you're focusing on is falling Falling. versus if you say like, I'm paddleboarding, I'm here, I'm standing up tall, I'm doing it, you know, I'm doing the thing, whatever it is. You don't have to say something that you don't believe, but if at the very least say something neutral, like I I do that when I'm skiing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like I put that into practice and it worked and I didn't fall because I'm always like, I don't want to get eaten by a shark. I don't want to fall like whatever it is, you know, (laughs) and and it worked. And so it's really focusing on what you want to happen versus what you don't want to happen Mm -hmm. and thinking about it in that way. Um, And the other like tool and takeaway that I really like is the daily stoic. That is something Mm -hmm. that I read every single day. It's by Ryan holiday. It's all about stoic. Yeah, he's amazing. And essentially the principle, it's like a a passage each day that you'll read every day of the year. I'm like going on my third year with it, but it essentially teaches you that the only thing that we can control is our actions and our thoughts around something. And that we really create that narrative and that our mindset is truly the only thing we can control. We can't control anything externally. We can only control our reaction to it or our thoughts around it. And if we're like really harping on the negative things, we're going to create more negative, right? So I think that's something that has been really, really helpful. And then of course, another tool that I love is meditation, Um, but meditation is not for everybody. So it's like, I think it's important too of like any of these tools that I'm saying, I think sometimes they work for me, sometimes they don't. And also you have to like 
ebb and flow with yourself and find what works for you. So it's like journaling, Mm -hmm. walking, meditations, having a clear space can really help, right? It's like having a clear space, clear mind. Um, Like Pilates for me is something like running for, I hate running, but like running for some people might be something that's really Mm -hmm. good for like clearing their mind and getting rid of a toxic mindset and things like that. So um, yeah, there's like endless tools, but gratitude journal is another one that I am absolutely obsessed with, but yeah. These are great. Um, I have a few different things I want to chime in about. First of all, the accountability partner thing. Mm-hmm. That really resonated with me because my boyfriend, Joseph, we do that. Like we didn't even read it anywhere or hear about it. We just yeah. started getting annoyed with, hey, like, I don't want you to say such mean things to yourself. Like replace totally. that. We'll tell yeah. each other, replace that. Like if Mm -hmm. I say something bad, like, oh, I feel such and such and it's super negative. He says, replace that right now with a positive. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's so powerful because it really is because it it brings the idea to mind to the forefront and you begin to switch it because you don't even realize. And I think we truly are our toughest critics. And Mm -hmm. half of the time we would never speak to anybody else that we love or care about the way that we speak to ourselves. Right. So I think that just noticing that and really trying to strive to like become your own best friend is Mm -hmm. huge. And like, it's not easy and by any means, but I think the way that you talk to yourself really matters and the other thing are you familiar with louise hay i am but i haven't read her books yet and i'm okay. like it's it's definitely on my list to, there's, it's how to heal your life right is yeah. that one of her books yeah she has a few different um few different books but you can heal your life um there's a few different ones but she you would Everything you're saying right now, I'm like, Louise, hey, Louise, hey, Louise, oh my hey, gosh, okay, which I need to go. you will love her. Yeah. Um, and Ryan Holiday is awesome, too. But Louise, hey, she her story is uh, it's a little more radical sounding mm-hmm. because she cured herself of cancer by wow. her mindset and affirmation. So she's kind of like the the mother of affirmation. That's and awesome. she's since she's since passed away. Um, but she was really like ahead of the time with with all of this. And it's it's so beyond powerful. But when you get this little book, again, she has a few, but there's one book that basically it has different ailments in there, mm. different symptoms, diseases, things like that. You go into there and it's like a little guide with three columns and they'll have the ailment on the left. And then the next one over is like energetically what it means. And then the third one is the affirmation to replace it and to heal it. Mm. So it's, it's really cool. Like for me, I was dealing with when I had a lot of like those breathing issues from mold, she had a whole thing about like respiratory symptoms and the energetics of that was like fearing life or like not trusting or something like that. So then the affirmation would replace that and that kind of stuff just like it gets you through the day you know when I was suffering that what I was in control of was my mind I wasn't in control of my physiology necessarily because I I had a (laughs) serious thing going on but the mindset work really it really helps um yeah 
It, so it thank truly you. Truly does. Yeah. And I I now I think you just sold me on finally. I'm gonna go order the book. On <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you have to. yeah, I mean, I think that it's just I think that having the having the ideas around it too. And I think a lot of times when you talk about mindset and things like this, I think some people can be skeptical and like, oh yeah, that's woo-woo. Like, how can you do that? But I was in like probably one of the most like stressed out places in my life when I started to really implement these things. And it has just made such a bigger difference and impact and like really has improved my life in every single way. And, and just these like simple mindset shifts and like it's work and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's like the part where it's like not sexy. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I think especially in the wellness space, it's not sexy to like, Oh yeah, let me just change my mindset around food or whatever. That's not necessarily like the answer that people are looking for. They're like, Oh, but this like 14 day quick fix seems like so much cooler, Mm. you know, like it's going to get me what I want so much quicker, but like these changes, like, yes, they take work, but they're so worth it because they're going to last for your entire life. And like, it's going to continue to be work and there's going to continue to be like old thought patterns that come up, but then like, you'll have all these tools in your toolbox to go back to, to start working through them and like chipping away Mm -hmm. at them too. Yeah. It's like way more sustainable than doing some fad diet or some fad thing. It's like, let's have sustainable habits. Yeah. Um, so I want to shift over yeah. to the Pilates side of things, um, yes. especially talking about Pilates for longevity. So I have done Pilates myself. It's not something I've been practicing regularly, although I'd love to get back into it. Something I love about it is that it's very accessible and there's a lot mm-hmm. of different ways to do it, you know, whether it's on the reformer or mat or, you know, different things like that. But both of my parents actually have had a lot of um, they have had a lot of success by doing Pilates, especially my dad for his back. He has, love that. Um, he has a, a bad back because he has a food distribution company and sometimes he lifts things that he shouldn't be lifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, I digress. Let's talk about <laughs> Pilates for longevity. Like how, how, does it help promote longevity and what are some other benefits? Yeah. So I could talk about like benefits of Pilates forever. And that <laughs> doesn't surprise me that it has helped your dad because Pilates really starts with the core, every single thing they call it. They, it's like a nickname of like your powerhouse for Pilates. Um, and the core is really at the root of every single movement. And of course that as well as with the spine. So it focuses on alignment. So there's all these different like Pilates principles that were created by Joseph Pilates. And one of them is the control. And also another one is the like alignment of your body. Alignment isn't one of the principles, but that's essentially what it is, is that the really aligning of your body and controlling your body and all the precise movements too. Um, so it really focuses on like stretching out your body and realigning. So it's really good for people that have any sort of back pain or anything like that. So that doesn't surprise me Mm -hmm. at all, but number one, it's like, it's super gentle on the body and it's for everybody. So I think that's part of it as well. I think it, it really is really great to be able to go. And like, if anybody is first, starting off with Pilates, if you're able to go and do a private session with somebody at first to really see like where you're at and what level you're at, that is very transformative because there's so many different levels and forms to every single movement that's within Pilates. So that's why it's like 
kids can do Pilates, elderly can do Pilates, like we can do Pilates, you know, it's yeah. like, it's for everybody. And what's interesting is that I found that actually the more that I do Pilates and the more that I understand the correct form, the harder it gets for me. Like the mm. first, the first class that I went to after becoming a trainer, like once I started my teacher training, I was like, holy shit, that was so hard. <laughs> and it was like, it was also because I was properly engaging in the form, you know, mm, all of those mm-hmm. things. And that makes so sense. that's something too, that it's like, it's always challenging you and it's constantly challenging. So I think it's, it's very transformative for so many different people. So I think that's like one of the coolest parts about it that I love and in, in terms yeah. of longevity. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is mind body connection. So another one of the Pilates principles is concentration. So essentially that that's focusing your mind on the movements at all times, which is amazing for mindfulness, decreasing stress, and of course, brain health as well. So it's actually been proven to increase function of the brain, which is awesome um, because your mind is on those muscles. And the other thing is, is that it focuses on breath. Breath is one of the principles too. And every single, like a really good Pilates instructor should be telling you like when to inhale, when to exhale. And so you usually exhale on the exertion of the movement and you're inhaling as you're stretching your body. So the breath is really important. And of course the breath increases blood flow to the brain as well, which is also really great for the brain. And it's of course great for our hormones and cortisol, decreasing cortisol. Mm. Um, and that's the thing too, is that I love Pilates because your heart rate isn't ever like crazy elevated. It's more so like a sustained cardio too, which I think is really, really great. Um, and as I mentioned, it's core focused. So our core is our powerhouse and the root of every single movement. So the stronger that our core is the more supported the rest of our body is, which equals like less prone to injuries, right? Because when our core is, is really, really strong, then it's like, okay, there's going to be less strain on our back, on our neck and all every other area of our Mm. body. And a lot of times like Pilates instructors can tell, or like you can tell people that do Pilates from like how they walk too, which is interesting. Yeah. How do they walk? Um, it's just, it was hard to describe. uh, It's kind of hard to describe, but it's like, you can see if it's like an arched back because also it's like tucking the tailbone and engaging your core. So if you're, if your back is super arched, you're not engaging your core. So you know how a lot of times in Pilates, they say like tuck your tailbone and like heavy tailbone or like zip, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Pants. Like, like, like your abs in and up and your yeah. ribs are knit together, like things like that. And like shoulders back. So you can kind of tell in terms of like proper alignment and posture. So that's another thing that's really I'm great adjusting from, yeah, <laughs> as we speak. Like, I know I'm, totally, I'm definitely not sitting in my Pilates posture right now, but, um, but it does, it encourages proper alignment and posture, which means less pressure on your joints, things like that. Um, and then, and another one that you'll absolutely love is that it's great for flushing toxins from the body mm. and decreasing bloating and inflammation. So a lot of the moves in Pilates stimulate your lymphatic system, which of course wow. helps to flush out toxins. So if you think about like the hundreds, for example, like we have a lymph right here on Mm. our armpits and the hundreds, what are you doing? Like you're like pushing your arms, you're really flushing that out and the rest of your body is super still, but it's like, you're moving your arms while you're doing that. So, and even too, if you think about like one of the other core moves, it's like when you reach up and over and then you come all the way around and you come around in like a circle. Um, and so 
that's a really great part of it. And of course, like the twisting through your core as well, is going to flush out a lot of toxins from the body. Um, and we already touched on like the breath and stuff too. Yeah. So that's going to increase so your many blood things. flow. <laughs> yeah. I could go on and on and on, but in terms of longevity, those are a lot of the really good ones. And that's mm-hmm. why too, it's like, if I'm ever, you know, when I'm on my period or if I'm ever feeling bloated or anything like that, I always go to Pilates because there's, of course, there's a lot of really, really great moves. I mean, there's literally a move on the reformer that's called stomach massage. (laughs) It's like, it's like for like bloating and digestion and which was really, really cool. Yeah. Are your legs elevated in that somehow? Or Um, your legs are basically, it's like on the bar and your heels are together and your toes are apart, but then you kind of hold on to the end of the carriage and you're kind of Mm. curved on a little bit and you extend your legs and then you come back in. And there's like, there's a few different positions that you do with your hands, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's really hard, but it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) But you're bringing your knees. What's interesting is your knees are coming in and out of your um, stomach. And it's funny because my, um, my friend has a newborn baby and she was like bringing her knees into her stomach when she's like, oh, she's having like trouble pooping. (laughs) And she was like, the baby nurse told me to do this. And she was pushing the knees in and out and whatever. And I was like, that's literally stomach massage on the reformer, which is crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so... if you're ever feeling bloated or having any digestive issues, Pilates is great. That's Wow. I'm learning a lot. (laughs) I love it. Um, How about for like energy and empowerment? How is Pilates for that? Yes, totally. So I would say that like, of course, every single teacher is different. And I think a lot of the reason why I wanted to become an instructor myself is because I think unfortunately in the fitness space and like, there's so many amazing instructors out there, but also like, especially when I look on like Pinterest or YouTube, I feel like there's still so much of that, um, that like negative language around movement, especially Mm -hmm. for women, you know, of like, Oh, get this person's abs or, Mm, you know, like, or like flat tummy, whatever, yeah, Mm -hmm. like flat tummy workout or like, you know, make your arms smaller, like anything like that. So I think in terms of like the empowerment, like what my goal is, is to really empower women to show up for themselves and focus on the consistency each day, um, of showing up for you. And that's the biggest thing. And again, that kind of goes back to that self-love piece. So rather than focusing on like, Oh, it has to look this way, or it has to be this long. It has to be this amount of time. Then actually focus on like just showing up for you and making that a habit in however way that looks each day. And that can be flexible, but that consistency piece is showing up for you. So I think that's like the empowerment piece and also like the language that we're using in the movement. Like I mentioned, so like when I'm teaching and this is like my mentor that taught me too, this is something that she had mentioned as well as like, we always say like strong arms, proud chest, like shine your heart forward, like things like that, where it's like, so when I'm teaching and I'm saying like, Oh, I want your shoulders back like this. And this is something I got from my mentor. She's like, say proud chest, you know, like that's mm-hmm. like, it's just like set. It's, it was like little things that you're intertwining in the, in the movement and 
people kind of take that, right? Because then it's like afterwards, if, oh, even yeah. if it's subconscious that you're I not would fully, eat that up. <laughs> exactly. And like, even if it's subconscious and you're not necessarily like aware of it in the movement, like you're still getting that language into your mind, right? Of like shine your heart forward, proud chest, yeah. or like strong arms, strong abs, like deep abs, like things like that, that you're really showing your body love um, and moving because you love your body and not because you're hated. And it's just, you know, when we already kind of talked about my shift of like my relationship with movement, but that's something why I refer to my style of teaching as body loving Pilates, because Mm -hmm. I just, I want everybody to show up and, and love move because you love your body, not because you hate it, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. show up for you because of how you want to feel at the end of the movement. So because I was a health coach before, and I'm obviously still a health coach, but like I tried to intertwine a lot of that stuff within my movements. And at the end of each of the flows, I usually do like a mini, like 10 to 15 second maybe sometimes longer, like little mini meditation. I'm just really like mm. breathing in what you need for the day, exhaling, anything that's not serving you, things like that. So mm-hmm. again, focusing on the mindset piece, because I think the mindset piece is so, so important. And yeah, that's like a little bit about like my approach and like the, you know, energy and empowerment around it and just really feeling. Cause I think, like I mentioned, when I was doing movement that I didn't like, I was feeling so depleted afterwards. And after I do Pilates for me, and I want people to walk away from my classes as well, feeling really energetic and like really positive and confident and really walking away, feeling better than they did before and feeling more energized, feeling ready to take on their day, ready to be their best self and show up as their best self. Mm. Yeah. I can tell that you take the mindset, like language piece into it just by the way you've been talking about Pilates and sharing some of the words and lingo. Yeah. way you phrase things, it's really evident that there's a lot more to it. You're not just a Pilates instructor. Like yeah, you, you you're special. But where <laughs> where can everyone find you? Tell everyone about your new platform, purely you. Yes. Yes. So purely you is your home for becoming the best version of you. So it is my body loving Pilates movement. So there's three different forms on there. So there's mindful mat, which is just yourself in a mat and there's all different links. I have like categories for quickies under 10 minutes, under 20. Um, and there's a lot of those and that's just you and the mat. And then there's also cardio Lotties, which is, you know, incorporating that higher energy for when you are in that time of the month where you have like more energy to burn and things like that. And it's all like low impact because I have terrible joints. So like there's no jumping or anything like that. Um, and then the third area is elevate. So that is adding in props. So like bangles, like wrist weights, ankle weights, or booty band, or like a Pilates ball, things like that. Um, and those are kind of like the more advanced things, but I think it's like really for any level. And so I'm adding like probably anywhere from like six to eight new movements each month. And they're all mm. on beautiful locations. Cause whenever <laughs> I was doing movements at home, I always really loved to look at like, you know, a pretty 
party location because I'm like, yeah, yours are on the just, beach. They're so yeah, gorgeous. It made it, it, made it, it made it fun to show up too. So I love the beach and I love, you know, sunshine and all that good stuff. So it's like, we can get that through the computer then. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and then also there's health coaching as part of the purely you on demand. And with the health coaching, I have a new topic every single month that I coach on because that was really important for me in terms of this platform is that, you know, health coaching isn't accessible for any, everybody. And I think that, especially in the wellness space, I think a lot of these messages maybe aren't accessible. I think now it's great, but of course with social media, you can get a lot online, but you don't necessarily know like what's, what's good or what's not. And so I really wanted to offer an option to get all of my health coaching with at a really accessible price point too. So I release a different topic each month. So some of the topics that are up there right now are like intuitive eating and food freedom. One of them is change your mindset, change your life. Um, I'm about to do one on blood sugar balancing, things like that. I'm going to do one on your flow coming up in the fall of like moving in accordance with your cycle, things like that. So those are basically four videos that are each month and they are all under 10 minutes. So that's like the health coaching. And I'll usually give resources too, like if I've talked about something on my podcast or whatever below it. And I give like a little self-work. So it's essentially like I'm being your own personal health coach too, which is fun. And there are monthly calendars and there are quarterly challenges. And with the monthly calendar, I do a habit tracker and a calendar for you to like check everything off on. And so, yeah, it's amazing. amazing. And actually I, I did a code for anybody, for any life, if I can share it. Yes, yes, yes. I'll link Um, it up and share the code. Yeah. The code is lifelong for one month free of purely you to make it super, super simple. Yeah. It seems like it's very all encompassing. And yeah, yeah. And there's also, there's two different pricing options as well. So the one is purely you and that's just the Pilates and that's $14.99 a month. And then the all access is the Pilates and health coaching. That's $19.99 a month. So if you feel like you don't need the coaching, that's like another option too. And then in terms of where you can find me, it's purely Pope everywhere on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Mm -hmm. like what are the new platforms now? And your podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. And podcast, the purely podcast. (laughs) You have just a few things going on. Just a few things. And then purelypope.com is like the hub for it all. So, oh yay. Well, this has been so amazing. It's so fun listening to you. And, um, again, just watching you evolve over the years. And I'm glad that the lifelong audience can hear about your story and learn more about mindset and Pilates. And yeah, yeah, everyone should definitely check you out. Yeah. Purely, purely Pope. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if, if everybody wants to hear you were on my podcast too. So yes. can, I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but you were amazing on mine too. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.